Hello everybody, it's Simon here from Blimey English and this is our Blimey cast. This is going to be the first episode and eventually I will be preparing another ones for you in the future. This is going to be the episode about the 20 idioms video that I have prepared for you and posted on YouTube. So on YouTube there is the full video and on Instagram you can check all the videos and also other bits of this episode. Right? I hope you like it. Let's get started. Hey, hello again, it's Simon here from Blimey English and today is our first analysis video. We are going to analyze some idioms. We're about to see 20 idioms I have prepared for you. Let's write here. So we are going to see today, right? 20 idioms to use in your IELTS test. In your IELTS speaking test, to be precise, right? Let me highlight this here. Yay. Okay. So let's start first with the definition of idioms, right? Because it is good for you to know, okay? So, idioms are expressions commonly used that don't have meaning if we look at them looking at each word. But when we look at them in a context, they have meaning, right? Like this, idioms are expressions commonly used to describe feelings, situations, Sorry, situations, things, and people, right? They might not have a deducible. Deducible is something that you can understand from something else. You can deduce. They might not have a deducible meaning if we look at them alone, right? That's the thing. But together, they become quite useful and allow us sound more natural okay let me repeat it for you so idioms are expressions commonly used to describe feelings situations things and people they might not have a deducible meaning if we look at the words alone but together they become quite useful and allow us to sound more natural right let's see some of them let's start with the first one okay and the first one is beef up. So 
To beef up means to make something stronger, to add power to something, right? For example, we need to beef up the security. We need to beef up our relation. We need to beef up our friendship, right? That's what to beef up means. Let me write it here. is to make someone or something stronger, bulkier, right? It can't be used either to define people or things, right? Such as relations, situations, and events that might happen, right? I will give you two examples, okay? Example one. Did you notice how beefed up he is? Like stronger, right? Bulkier. That's one meaning of it. Now, the example two is That's the second one. We need to beef up our relation with investors, right? We need to make it stronger, better, right? It's hot in here, I must say. <laughs> okay, so if you knew that one, type down in the comments so I can know which ones, right, of the next ones including, did you know before, all right? Let's move to the second one. The second one is ins and outs. So here's the thing. Ins and outs means all the details and intricacies. Intricacies can be defined as complexities, right? All the details and intricacies that some matter, some situation can demonstrate or can have. Right? So if I say to you that you need that you understand all the ins and outs of your job, that means that you know it thoroughly, right? Completely. Let me write it here for you. So ins and outs. It means all the details involving some specific matter. If someone knows all the ins and outs of a subject, it means 
that that person, he or she, knows it thoroughly. Thoroughly means in a complete way, right? I will give you of a subject was what I said, right? I will give you two examples too. Let me scroll down here. Okay. Example one. You already, you already know the ins and outs of this job, right? That is one example two. He's been trying to understand the ins and outs of that device for one month. So he has been trying, right, to understand the ins and outs of that device for one month. It means that he has been trying to understand all of the details of that, right? That was a good one. I like that one. Let's go to the third one. Cold feet. So this is a good one. This is used to a to describe a situation when someone is afraid to take an expected action. For example, let's say, right, that you are preparing to get married. Okay, but on the day of your wedding, you simply become totally afraid of it and you just give up. You don't attend the event, right? So you could say that you got cold feet, okay? Like this. The idiom is used to describe a situation in which someone is afraid to take an unexpected action. Usually, when it relates to something important, right? Like a wedding, for example, or a big commercial or financial decision, like a contract, right? It could also be one meaning of it. I will give you two more examples. Example one. <coughs> They've been engaged for three years, but one week before the wedding, he got cold feet and left her. So, they've been engaged. To be engaged is when you're not only dating that person and you're not married yet. So, you are ready to get married, but not quite there. 
So they've been engaged for three years, but one week before the wedding, he got confused and left her, right? That means he got afraid of taking that action. Example two. She was afraid he'd get cold feet when the time to sign the contract would come. So that's the same meaning. She was afraid that he would be afraid to take the action when the time to sign the contract would come, right? Let's see the next one. In a nutshell, in a nutshell. So this expression is meant to refer to a situation in which someone is describing something uh, with few words, right? In a simple way that is easy to understand or easier to understand, right? Like this. To refer to a situation in which someone is describing something with a few words, making it easier to understand. To a situation, right, was what I said. So, for example, let's say that I just bought a new camera, right? But the, the guide, it's like, it's so big, it's enormous. And you don't really think you can read that in a short period, right? So you could get to someone experienced with that or in that field and say, okay, could you please Explain to me, in a nutshell, how this camera works. See? Let me give you two other examples here. And the first one goes like this. Tell me, in a nutshell, how that device operates. Right? Now the example two. Could you could you tell in a nutshell what he was saying during his lecture? An interrogation mark here, right? Could you turn in a nutshell what he was saying during his lecture? It means, could you explain to me in an easier way, with more simple words, what he was saying during his lecture? Let's move on to the next one.
add insult to injury. I like that one. That's a good one. So, to add insult to injury is an idiom that we used to describe when something that was already bad, right? And we add something on top of it, making it even worse, right? That's the meaning of it. Like this. <coughs> I'm sorry. I got a sore throat. It's like, whew. This means that someone or something causes a situation that is displeasing or bad, even worse, right? That you add some on top of it making it even worse, right? And I'm sorry, it's, now it's it, two, right? To add insult to injury, like this. Example one, He felt in front of his balls, and to add insult to injury, his trousers teared apart. So, he felt in front of his balls, and to add insult to injury, his trousers teared apart. That would be quite an awkward situation, wouldn't it? Okay, let's see the example two. One big branch of the tree fell over his car, and to add insult to injury, he had no insurance. That would be quite a situation, right? So, I think you got the meaning. That is a good one. I like that one too. Let's see the next one, the sixth expression, the sixth idiom. In a pickle. So... To be in a pickle means to be in a difficult situation, right? Like this. Um, to be in a pickle means to be in a difficult situation. With no easy answer or choice, To take. Okay? And I'll give you two examples here. Example one.
In this pickle, we found ourselves. There is no way out. So that would be to refer to a situation that it's not easy to go out, right? Or it might have some consequences, right? In this pickle, we found ourselves. There's no safe way out. Okay, let's see the example two. She was in a pickle when they found out she was at home after saying she wasn't. So basically, is a situation where someone lies and then get caught, right? Let's move on to the next one. On a silver platter. This means to obtain or to achieve something with no effort. You simply gain or have the thing. You don't need to push yourself forward. You don't need to try harder to accomplish that, right? Like this. This one is meant to indicate a situation in which someone gets or accomplishes something without effort, right? And I give you two examples here. Example one. She's always got all she wanted on a silver platter. She has always got all she wanted on a silver platter. That means she has always got something she wanted with no effort, right? Example two. He got the job position on a silver platter only because his father was the company's head. So again, another situation in which someone gets or accomplishes something without effort, right? Very easy. Let's go to the next one. Drop the ball. So, to drop the ball is an expression that we use when someone makes a mistake, when it was expected from them to act differently, right? Like this. This expression is used when someone has committed a mistake about something, especially 
when it was expected from them to act differently. Right? You can it could be used in a job situation or in a workplace environment to say, oh he just dropped the ball there, right? Like this. I will give you two examples. Example one. He dropped the ball that day in the office because he didn't finish his required report. So that person was expected to do something and did it, right? Example two. I'm counting on you. Do not drop the ball. So this is another situation in which someone is expecting something from someone else and it's like warning that person to be careful right and to not uh, make something foolish right do not drop the ball here let's move to the next one early bird so this is a quite fun expression and we use it to describe someone who likes to wake up very very early right like this this means to be a morning person someone more active in the morning right are you an early bird? Do you like to wake up early? Are you more active in the morning? So, if you are, you are an early bird. I'll give you two examples. I found out she was an early bird only after marrying her. Example two. I'm definitely an early bird. Love to wake up at 4am and start doing my things. Are you like that? <laughs> tell me. Tell me down in the comments. I want to know. Let's go to the next one. So 
So a night owl is the opposite of an early bird, is an antonym for it. So a night owl would be someone who is more active in the evening, at night, right? Like this. Let me scroll here. This means to be a night person. Someone more active by night. Example one. Don't worry, I can do this later on. I'm a night owl. That's a that's a, a situation in, in which someone can say that can do something later on, right? In the evening, at night, because that person considers to be considers himself to be a night owl, right? Example two. I've seen the time you sent me that message. Are you a night owl? <laughs> so, are you a night owl? Let's move to the next one. Let me scroll it here. Hit it off. So, to hit it off is just to become is just to immediately become friends or acquainted, well acquainted to someone else, right? Like this. If you hit it off with someone, you get instantly acquainted or well acquainted with that person. It means to be naturally friendly towards someone. You know that friend that you have that when you both met you were like this friends, right? You could say that you just hit it off, right? That's the meaning of it. Let's see some examples here. Example one. We both hit it off, didn't we? So it is a situation in which two people recognize they were instantly friends. Example two. I'd say they didn't hit it off, don't you think? That means they they they're not just friends instantly. Let's move to the next one. White lies. So white lies 
This is meant to indicate small lies, small and harmless lies that people tell. If someone tells a white lie, they might be, they probably try not to bother another person with that, like this. This is meant to indicate small and harmless lies. If someone tells a white lie, they are probably trying not to bother another person or to hide a surprise. And I'll give you two examples. Example one. She told a white lie telling him his hair was tidy. So she told him his hair was okay when it wasn't, but she didn't want to bother him, right? Example two. They will have to tell her white lies, otherwise she'll find out they're organizing a surprise party. So this is quite common, right? I I guess, I assuming that you have probably told some white lies like this when we are organizing a party, a surprise party for someone, and we don't want them to find out, right? Let's go to the next one. Double-edged sword. So, mind the pronunciation here. It's not sword. Here, that word. It's not sword. That one. Blimey. That word. It's not sword. It's sword. Sword. Double-edged sword. This is uh, an idiom to use to describe... An idea that of two different outcomes, two different results that can that some situation can have, right? Like this, this idiom to is used to convey the idea of two different outcomes or implications of something. I'll give you two examples. Example one.
To buy a brand new car when you're a newcomer is a double-edged sword because you'll be able to go out more, but you also spend more money, right? Example two. To live in smaller cities is a double-edged sword choice. You get lower rental prices, but at the same time, far from big cities' diversity, which is true, right? Let's go to the next one. Let me scroll it here. To be on this port. If you are on this port, you are in a situation that might require you to take actions or to answer questions without preparing, right? You are the focus, the point of attention, like this. If you are on this port, you are in a situation that requires you to make choices or to talk immediately or without preparing. I will give you two examples. Example one. In the last class, the professor put him on the spot, asking him to stand up and explain the lecture to his classmates. Have you been like that? Have you been in a situation like that? Example two. During the speaking test, you'll be on the spot, which is right and which is true. But thankfully, you've got me to help you, right? Let's go to the next one. To have a beef with someone. So this is meant to say when you might have a problem with someone else, right? Let's say that you have a quarrel, an argument with someone, 
and since then you're not that friendly anymore right like this it means to have a problem or or resentment involving someone I'll give you two examples. Example one. I got a beef with him after that argument we had last year. See that that situation I was telling. Example She's been so annoying with me that I'm starting to feel like I had a beef with her. Let's go to the next one. Let me scroll here. To shoot from the hip. This is a good one. This is quite a good one. You know that situation when you have no time to prepare. No time for preparing adequately. And you need to do something instantly. Right? In that situation, you are shooting from the hip. Do you remember those old films when people would duo between them, right? And they would have pistols in their waists, right? In their belts. So they, what they would do is that they would draw the weapon, aim, and pull the trigger, right? If they have time. But if you have no time, imagine, you just need to shoot from here, from the hip, because you had no time to prepare, right? Like this. If you shoot from the hip, you're doing something with not, with not enough time to think or to prepare. I'll give you two examples. Example one. They asked me for reasons and I just shot from the hip telling the whole truth. I mean, I could have said something differently, but since I had no time to think, I just said the whole truth, right? Example two. This is quite your scenario when you're taking the speaking part of the test, of the IELTS test. To, oops. 
To give answers when you're on the spot is a bit like to shoot from the hip. You see, we even mixed both idioms there, right? Let's go to the next one. Jump the gun. This one is close to the previous one, but it's not a synonym for it, right? To jump the gun is when you do something too soon, right? When you do something before you are expected to do so, right? Before you're supposed to, okay? Like this. Yes, this one is not a synonym to the previous one, but it's close. It means to act too soon before it was supposed to right I'll give you two examples example one We were all aligned on the pool's edge, waiting for the whistle, but someone jumped the gun and plunged forward. So in that case, they were waiting for the sign, waiting for the whistle, and then someone just jumped the gun. Someone just acted too soon and plunged forward, right? Let me scroll it here before giving you the second example. He told me he was going to say when I should start talking, but I was so nervous I jumped the gun. So I help you, this don't happen to you during your test. Just be calm, be relaxed, right? And enjoy the conversation. Let's go to the next one. In hot water. So this is a nice one. This means to be in a bad or potentially dangerous situation, right? Like this. This one means to be in a bad or potentially menacing. Menacing is another word for threatening, potentially dangerous situation. Like this, I'll give you two examples. Example one.
We broke the windows of my mom's room, and we knew we were in hot water. Have you done something like that before? I, I've never. Not like that. Oops. Sorry. When the car's brake system failed, they saw themselves in hot water. That is quite a situation, right? That would be quite a dangerous situation indeed. Let's go to the next one. We've got two more to go. Benefit of the doubt. So my pronunciation here too, because this word in this word we don't pronounce the b, so we don't say doubt, we just say doubt, right? So benefit of the doubt is a situation in which someone takes what you are saying as it is without questioning you, right? Like this. If someone gives you the benefit of the doubt, they are taking what you say without questions, right? I'll give you two examples. Example one. I wasn't there, but I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt, right? I'm trusting what you say. Example two. Oh, by the way, let me explain something to you here. In this case here, when we want to say something like this, when we want to qualify the subject with a compound expression like this, we don't say seven years old son, her seven years old son, no. We say seven-year-old son, because in that case, seven-year-old is the adjective qualifying the subject son, right? Okay, let's move on. So, her seven-year-old son told he didn't break the windows and she gave him the benefit of the doubt because he's never lied to her before. Okay, let's go to the last one. 
Let me scroll here. Face value. So to take something on face value is to accept something someone is saying as if it was true, like this. To take something on face value is to accept some statement as it is, as it as if it was true. I'll give you two examples. Example one. If we're going to take what you're saying on face value, we can conclude he's right. That means if we accept what you're saying as true, then we can conclude he's right. Example two. By taking what the professor says and face value, they're not really learning. They should, they should be making questions. So that's the meaning of it. And the end. That's the end of it. How's it? That was good, right? That was quite... Uh, work we had here and I hope you have enjoyed this. I hope you learned these expressions, these idioms, so you can be able eventually to use them during your test, right? Because idioms, as I said in the beginning, they allow you to sound more natural if you use them correctly. This is time for me to go now and I see you on the next videos. Cheers! You've heard the first BlimeyCast episode right now. For more information, more videos and more content, just check my Instagram profile, BlimeyEnglish. See you there.